Hey there, cats and kittens. Welcome to Bold Nights Out, the premier podcast about things to do in and around Pittsburgh. Get the scoop on where to eat, drink, and get seen. Stay tuned. Hey, cats and kittens. How's everyone this week? Hope everyone's doing good. It's a good week to be good. I sent Steve to rehab, by the way, after last week. We apologize for his ridiculousness of meh and uh and uh not making any sense. So I sent, he's much more coherent this week. I am. I am coherent, but sometimes it's what, what's fun about doing podcasting is you can do it a little tipsy. Not really. You're really annoying. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm fired. I fire myself. I did fire him. I fired him and sent him off to far, far away. <laughs> Anyways, we hope everybody is having a wonderful week. Um, so, I let you do the notes this week. I know. Amanda let me do all the notes. Amanda's a little overworked right now. Um, in between her three jobs and running everything and um, kind of her craziness in life, I'm kind of overwhelmed right now. So... I kind of let you take the reins this week on the podcast. You did. You, you did. So I, I, I did this. And, this and is... I didn't think you would make the notes. And then I came home and you're like, look what I did. And I was like, oh my God, I'll just froze over. Well, it's like also I cut the grass today, but since I'm an adult and it's not like, hey mom, I cut the grass. Can I go play with Josh? Because that's what I did when I was a kid. But now it's like, hey babe, I cut the grass. And she's like, good job. You're supposed to do that anyway. I'm like, damn it. So... Oh, well. But Instead, any- I gave, like, four more tasks to him afterwards. Right, yeah. Like, hey, like, good. can you scrub the hammock? Yeah, now you're done with this. Can you do the hammock? Can like, you, can uh, you clean the gutters? Can you do all those other yeah, things, too? All that fun you stuff. Know. But anyway, this is episode 43, and this will be uh, airing today, uh, April 19th. Oh, my God. Yeah. What happened to the month already? So, I went ahead, and since I made the notes, I dubbed this episode Patio Season, and we're going to tell you about some do's and don'ts about patio season. What I mean by patio season, meaning sitting outside on your own patio or your own porch. But also, all our fun restaurants and bars have opened up their patios. Yeah, um, I'm a big porch sitter. In fact, I make comments about this all the time at work. I, ha- I work with a bunch of people who have their own houses or their own condos or whatever. And... Um, they call beer porches and they sit outside at night and just vape and smoke a beer and like, or smoke a beer. Yeah. Smoke a bowl. <laughs> smoke a bowl, drink a beer. Smoke a joint, vape, <laughs> um, smoke cigarettes and eat cheeseburgers and there's, and all this other stuff. Anyways, usually when people ask me what my plans are for the night, I'm like, um, porch beer night, you know, or something like that. So and I'm big for one for sitting on porches at restaurants. Yes, which sometimes you can't stand. Well, I, I don't I mind. It. I don't mind sitting outside at a patio or a deck at a at a restaurant or bar, and having like a couple drinks and some appetizers. And depending on where I'm at, if I'm gonna want to eat dinner out there, but if I'm gonna go to a nice restaurant that I'm paying a hundred or two hundred dollars for, I'm gonna sit inside where it's air conditioned. But if it's just like a quick sandwich and stuff. Uh, but I broke um, your arm and made you sit on Porus's porch. We did. We did sit on Porus's That's porch. That's a couple hundred dollar meal. We did good that night. I think we only spent like a hundred and a half. <laughs> With yeah. the tip and everything included. 
Yeah, <laughs> but I made you sit on the porch. Yeah, we, we did. There was no. Sport. I like that porch. It, it is. It's a nice deck, and it, people watching in Market Square by far yeah, is the best. You and your Permani brothers all the time on their porch. That's Permani brothers. I sit on their deck, and they got four TVs outside. I'm cool. Like, and it's Permani. Oh, as long as you have entertainment, and you don't have to substantially talk to me. No. Oh, uh, I get how this conversation's going. Anyway. Go. Amanda digresses into her hatred for me at night right now. <laughs> and the fact that she's tired and overworked. And this morning, she was getting sassy. I was like, oh, somebody wore their sassy pants today. Yeah, and which, subsequently, I got comments at work for tonight. Like, literally, Palermo Stone. If you read the blog, you've seen his newest uh, whiplash came out. Came right up to my desk, leaned over and said, so, snarky pants today? And I was like... Yeah, would you like some? Because I've kept my mouth shut at work. <laughs> I was waiting for the phone call like, babe, I'm being sent home. What do you want me to grab for food? But anyway, anyway, we digress a little bit, but patio season does come with some do's and don'ts when you're going out uh, to restaurants and bars and breweries and so forth. Here's the first rule. Patios are first come, first serve. Nobody in this town takes reservations for the patio. Okay, nobody that, like... I will make a side comment on that, that I have done an open table reservation at a few spots and wrote in it a patio spot, please, and I have been honored. Well, but they also know you're with Bolt Pittsburgh, so they won't. <laughs> Not always. Um, but I have also done it at... Um, no, because I think the last time we went to OTB, I did it. Well... I put it in the No Wait app. Or something like that. Right, but also when we got there, we told them, hey, can we have a patio? They're like, you can have a patio table with about a 20-minute wait. Sure, no problem. So we sat at the bar and had a drink, then went to the patio table. Yeah. But for the most part, we'll say 95% of the restaurants in this town do not take reservations no. specifically for the patio. No. It's a first-come, first-served basis. Also, with the patio do's and don'ts, enjoy yourself. Have fun. Relax. But also... Don't camp all night long. Like, if you are going to camp, continuously order yes. drinks and or food yes. and pay and tip well. Yes. Don't nurse a beer. All for night. for a couple to camp, not so fun. If you have six, eight people, that's a different story. Even if you're a couple, if you keep the food and drinks rolling and you promise to pay well, I don't see why you can't camp. I'm talking about the campers who order one beer and then a glass of water. And they sit there all night long. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, that's not cool. That's not cool. If you're going to sit there, order a few drinks, order a few rounds of food, don't sit there all night with one beer and a glass of water. Because that's not cool. That's a jag-off move. That's a straight-up jag-off move. Also, with the patios, some patios in this town uh, do allow smoking outside. Most do not. They uh, So just because you're outside, don't go fire up a cigarette uh, because, hey, I'm outside. It's okay. Um, there are select patios that do allow smoking outside. And with the laws, there are gray areas with that. And I really won't name those places that allow it. You'll have to find out on your own uh, because I don't want them to get in trouble if they're not allowed to. And on that note, also, don't <laughs> complain if a fly lands in your beer. Yes, Honestly, you know people, you're, you're outside. outside. 
Yeah, it, seriously. You know, you're you're outside. You're in the element. Put a napkin over it. There, there's 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 animals. There's bugs. There's a chance a bird might poop on your sandwich. That most restaurants will take care of. If a fly lands in your beer, most are gonna laugh at you. <laughs> yeah, I honestly like. I get, I get, I laugh about that all the time. Right. Like, seriously, you're outside. I can get the whole animal pooping or an an like a bird coming over and stealing your food. Like I've seen that happen. Uh, like the straight up, the pigeons are ignorant assholes. Yes. <laughs> and they will come and snatch your sandwich off your plate if you're not careful. But like honestly, like if a fly lands in your beer, uh, put a napkin over it. Also, when on patios. Uh... Specific ones that are specific to downtown itself. Some of the restaurants just have tables that are out on the sidewalk of, we'll say, Penn Avenue. And they put stanchions around. So you will have some of the people downtown that will come up to your table or be right outside the stanchion and be like, hey, are you going to eat all that? Or And they might bug you. And you just, oh my God, that was, I want to punch Yeah, you just shoo them away or you tell management, management will take care of it. Also, with that same aspect, when you're on a patio that's just on a downtown sidewalk with stanchions around it, when the Port Authority bus comes up and, you know, dumps the exhaust right over top of you, don't bitch about that either. <laughs> you chose to sit out there. So, but here's another thing that's about... That's why I mostly sit in patios in Market Square. and Market like, Square, because there's not very many vehicles I, you to travel through there. You can catch me on a Penn Avenue one. You can no, catch me on Market Avenue. Square... And you can catch me on a Mount Washington patio, and you'll catch me in a like Lawrenceville patio or, or a beer Bloomfield, gar beer garden, or, or, or somewhere like that. Suburban. We all know that I love my favorite beer garden, my favorite, 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 other than the rooftop one. I really love the rooftop one. Our time there last year was a lot of well, fun. I we love to, Penn breweries. We have to specify which rooftop you were talking about because there's two. No, the rooftop is called the Beer Garden. Oh, yeah, at the uh, Hotel Monica. At Hotel Monica. Correct. Um, I am absolutely in love with Pembury's Beer Garden. It's a beautiful beer garden. I'm in it's love great. with that beer garden. I will forever be like, take me out for a beer there. Right. Because I just love it over there. I love it. I wish... I wish it wasn't where it was, and I wish that part of the city was built up... And it's getting there, I understand that, with Wiggle and what they're doing and Penn and what they're doing. But, and I wish there was a way to, like, move it so there was a view of the city. But, like, I love it. Those cobblestones and, like, the history and the lights they're and the They're getting the tunnels opened up now. And the tunnels are now for, like, private events. I love it. Anyways, I could gush about the beer garden for, like, ever. A lot of your suburban restaurants, whether they be chain restaurants or, um, or independently owned restaurants, which we particularly like, have patios as well. Mm -hmm. um, usually they don't have a big view of anything but a parking lot or... Maybe a hilltop or something like that. Uh, but they're also fun to sit on. Yeah. Uh, so, have Anyways. fun with the patio season. Enjoy it. Get outside. Drink some brews. Drink some wine. Cocktails. Whatever your desire. Eat some so, food. Hang out with friends. We totally got off on a different tangent than we usually do. Right. I enjoyed this. I think we should do some more etiquette pieces There like you this. go. So, um, we're going to stick so, with the beer garden portion. Yeah, so, well, wait, wait, wait. What are you drinking? That's what I was getting into. Oh, Segway, you were jumping. I was segueing into the beer garden portion okay, of but the no, beer I'm having to tonight. With, what are you drinking? Well, tonight, uh, it's almost time I to... I didn't really send him to rehab, folks. He didn't fall off the wagon that quickly. Right. 
Um, but anyway, I told him dry up a little, but it's, I did not fall off the wagon uh, that quickly. It's it's almost the end of stout season. Oh yes. So I'm having. I'll still drink a stout year round. I oh, I, I, so I, but I, I'm on my summer beers. Give right? me my tangerine swirl. But we got um, Victory Storm King. Uh, if you guys are not familiar, uh, which I hope everybody is, but Victory is out of Downingtown, PA. So it's one of the few good things come out of the east side of the state. Um, the Storm King Stout is amazing. It is a 9% stout. Uh, it's going to be... Um, a crescendo of flavors, robust stout. Uh, it's a happy crescendo. Yes, uh, it has a uh, happy appeal uh, that has exhibiting um, espresso-like depth, character to finish, exquisite blend of imported malts, whole flower American hops merged. Uh, harmon, uh, I can't even pronounce harmoniously. That one. Harmoniously, thank you. I even know what word you're going to say. And I'm not even reading the fucking bottle. Uh, it's discovered. Uh, <laughs> Dark Intrigue is Dark King. I didn't even read the fucking bottle. I didn't know what word you were saying. It's great, rich in flavors. I've been drinking this stout for a while. This is like a, I think this is a year-round production from them, uh, from Victory. But you give it a smell, and you get those nice malts in there. You get the American hop in there. And then you do get this robust coffee flavor and the roastedness of it. You give it a taste. Mmm. Yes. You get a little smokiness to it. Uh, It comes right through. Nice flavor, goes down smoothly, and you get a little bit. Oh yeah, there's that little bit of a wood wood fire bite right in the back of your throat. Um, it's awesome. I like it. Um, I really wish everybody could see my face right now when you said that. Like wood fire burning, like wood fire bite. Yes. La 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 la. It's yes. Beer. But anyway, um, I'm just messing with you guys. So that's what I'm drinking tonight. Amanda's. Got home from I'm, work I'm drinking water. She's supposed to be off tomorrow, and she says, I got bad news. I, I gotta go in work. for an hour. And it's like the worst hour, like seven to eight. <laughs> I'm basically done with my entire life at this point. I just want to I just want to make this blog and this podcast and sleep all day. That's all I want to do. I just want to live my... I just want to do that for the rest of my life. So, we move into where are we going to eat? Uh, it, well, you just wrote restaurants with patios. So... Right? Do you want me to pick my favorite? Pick your favorite. Shiloh Girl. There you go. That was on my list. Hands down. Um, but that's my go-to restaurant. Now, that is people, our go-to. And I honestly say that because people are always like, well, where is the one place that you know you can get an awesome meal, good beer, and like enjoy yourself every single time? And I am telling you, it is Shiloh Girl. Um, they faltered there for a little bit, and I will admit that, that they went through a rough patch and I was not happy with them at all um, for about a two-month stint. And then I seriously, I was like, what the flip? And um, it righted itself like no problem. Um, but it's, uh, hold on, I'm having technical difficulties here. Um, uh, hold on, we're going to pause for a second. Okay, sorry about that. We're having technical difficulties. Anyways, it Shiloh Girl is like my to go to. I have like sixty bucks. Where can I go for a good beer and a good burger with with you, um, and not be disappointed and know that I'll get awesome service and like a good time, a jukebox. Um, but I love their patio. Nice big deck. Nice um, big deck. So that deck probably seats thirty five people. Yeah, and I mean, there was a few times that I went by myself and had a table. There's a few times I went with you and had a table. 
Um, one of my favorite times is going to brunch, of course, and sitting upstairs in the one window that overlooks yep. the street. Um, it's just a table that's built for two, but you and I have had brunch there quite a few times. Several. Um, brunch on the, on the deck is quite awesome. It's, um... The only problem favorites. is you have to walk upstairs for your food if you sit outside of yeah, the Yeah, but deck. you carry about two plates down and you're good for a while. Right. Um, I really, like, that's my go-to deck. If you give me a fancy place, I will tell you, um, Poros. Poros, of course, um, Market for Square. a fancy deck. Nola. And I will Nola tell you. Nola has a patio. Nola's very nice. Um, uh, I'm trying to think, like, Beer Garden, of course, is, well, we're going to talk beer gardens um, here in a second as, as places to go. Um, more like eateries to eat outside. I just, hmm. Here, I'm going to throw this one in here. Those are my two favorites. Um, OTB at the Boathouse <gasps> oh, in North Oh, okay, Park. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'll rewind. Boom. I'll rewind a little bit. So one of the favorite things is OTB, because let me tell you, that was spectacular. The fact that they made the boathouse into a restaurant, and then they opened that whole outdoor area. You have to fight for a table for there at some points, but I will tell you, if you sneak up there on a Wednesday afternoon, or a Wednesday morning for breakfast, your chances of having breakfast on the patio are huge. <laughs> I think anything Wednesday before like two o'clock is yeah. huge out there. So to get out honestly, I snuck out there I think like 11 o'clock one Wednesday morning right. and I was actually eat, able to eat waffles and coffee on their deck. And I was actually told that I could stay there for a few hours. So, yeah, you could. And, they were uh, like, here, keep drinking coffee and keep eating. Um, they kept bringing me fresh fruit and coffee. I sat there and wrote for did. like hours. You did. Like, it was um, a coffee shop, and they so, didn't care. They weren't busy, so the waitress was like, you're the only money I'm going to make today. I don't care. Like, you can stay here. And I was like, I'll tip you quite well. She's like, I don't care, dude. Stay. Yeah. She ended up with, like, a $15 tip that day or so, $20 tip. Well, but, as know. I was thinking about this, because I was sitting on the porch tonight after I was done cutting the grass. And we I'm had like, a blast, you know. The we, last we, time we did have a good there. time. We went out there. It happened to be Christmas in July. I got Mad Elf in July. It was awesome. Uh -huh. um, but um, I was thinking, like, so I typed into my phone, restaurants with patios. So what came up for me today was, um, and of course it gave me my area. So it said Luma, uh, which is right up the street from us in Mount Lebanon. Also I forgot said, they had a deck. Uh, El Pitiolo in Mount Lebanon has the outside back patio. Now that is beautiful. Which is very that beautiful, is beautiful, well lit. If you don't know Mount Lebanon, um, El Piz has an outdoor patio, which I did not know until you surprised me with that last year. I was like, oh my God, why did I not know this? Um. Uh, it kind of reminds Beast you like being in Europe. Too, but the one at, yeah. Bistro 19s is the four tables they put outside on 19. But anyway, um, so downtown, uh, you have the rooftop patio at Six Pen Kitchen. Um, you also have, um, let's see, uh, Bill's Bar and Burger has a patio on the back side of it. I know you have all the patios in Market Square that everybody knows. Let's see where else. Where else do we have out down there? Uh, Eddie Merlot's has their patio uh, that they close off on the back side of the restaurant in Gateway Four. There, uh, we already talked about Poros and Market Square. Um, Wingharts also. Wingharts has, has a deck. Two tables up there. Wouldn't, One no, or two no, tables. Four. They have four. Upstairs. Four on their downstairs outside. Downstairs is four. Up, Upstairs no, is two. It's four. There's it's, only it's, like three. It, 
it, it's at least three. I believe it's four, and they're all two tops. Um, yeah, like that's a kind of cute one. Yeah, because uh, Winghearts is very interesting because it's a very old building. Very old building. And w- you're like climbing those rickety stairs, and you're not sure. And then you're yeah. on the deck, and you're like not sure. And then it's like these wrought iron and these really cool lanterns hanging. It's really kind of cool. Definitely. I, like um, I know. Um, uh, Peter Allen's has a stanchioned off patio, but then again, you're on you're on Penn Avenue. You're on the sidewalk of Penn Avenue. I give a heavy sigh on that because it's so obtrusive when there is a theater night and like people are just walking by. Like I literally well, am so annoyed well, by that. Meat like, and potatoes. Meat yeah. potatoes has a, a patio to the left, kind of in that little driveway area. It's not on Penn Avenue. It's Often in the driveway area. Correct. Um, pork and beans has a stanchioned off mm-hmm. uh, outside air eating area. I it's think not that's stanchioned off though. They actually built a they, railing. They, yeah, they there. built a railing. So that's a little different. And I believe that that's. I believe there's a like a a bar section around that railing. So mm-hmm. there's like stools there. Oh. I don't know. That's necessarily. Oh. Time out too. My favorite. If you go north of the city, two of my favorites: oh, Harmony Inn. Harmony Inn. And Double Wide. Double wide up in and cranberry. cranberry. And the That's double a wide, cold well, and the That's du- a cold back. That is very cold that We watched so many storms roll in when we were up there. Because um, we didn't care. Right. But also, uh, you get double wide down on the south side. They're the hugest cool one deck. down the south side. That's a cool area down That's there. That's a cold deck. Very cool, cool area. Anyways, we should really wrap this up. We're getting lengthy in this. But we should move it into beer gardens. Beer gardens. Of course, Amanda's favorite's pen. Uh, and it's and one of my favorites as well. the rooftop one on top of Hotel Monaco. The rooftop on top of Hotel Monaco. Um, Hop Farm. Hop Farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, East End Brewing. East End Brewing. Beautiful, beautiful area. Um, Grist House Grist and House, Dry Lag. Dry Lag. Both have decks. Uh, I'm not sure about uh, Roundabout or uh, no. whatnot. Uh, you have a few spaces that are down at New Mindful. Uh, also has a deck. Hitchhiker Brewing has an outside deck. Uh, and who deck. can f- not mention Spoonwood? Spoonwood. Oh has my a god! They have cornhole and life size, and they have outdoor music. They do have outdoor. outdoor. Music. It, it's nice. I've sat on their deck the last uh, time I went to Spoonwood. It was very very nice. Well, speaking of last summer, uh, other breweries, which I should do again you have, this uh, summer. Uh, Harmony Inn. Uh, which is owned North by Country. North Country. And I, North Country themselves has, has a deck has a, has a up deck. in Slippery Rock. They so do. if you're looking for destination drinking, there you go. Uh, and then there's several bars uh, and restaurants. Which, you know what? Come to think about it, if you're going to talk destination restaurants too, the Log Cabin had a very the nice log deck. Cabin. Oh, they did have a very nice deck. That overlooked the woods yeah. with the wood sculpture. There was yeah. like a Sasquatch in there and stuff. Well, that was pretty cool. Bloomfield Bridge Tavern has mm-hmm. a patio. Well, they're not Bloomfield Bridge. Oh, well, yeah, they are. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. Dells is what was. Yeah, Bloomfield place. Bridge Tavern has a patio. They has do. a deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, the place that is now Jabbo's. Uh, it's a barbecue joint. It was the former Dells. They have a outside patio. I was keeping on Log Cabin Inn, man. That was a nice place. That was a nice place. And it wasn't too you expensive. You want a destination restaurant. There you go. Not too expensive. We had nice steaks, good beer. And then when you're driving up there um, and your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend, if the girl's driving and says, are you taking me into the woods to kill me? Like, 
Literally, it's in like a stretch of 19 where you're like car dealership, car dealership, car dealership, nothing. Well, you go through small right through, town. Yeah, you go right through Zillion Opal. Like, you come back out of the small town, right outside of Zillion Opal, and then you'll see a log cabin off to your yeah. left hand side if nine. you're going north on 19. And there's it's called the Log Cabin Inn. And let me tell you, it's amazing steaks, great beer, and really. Really cool atmosphere. Really cool atmosphere. Great, really great cool. food. We spent like a hundred bucks up there, mm-hmm. and that included a bottle of wine Those are and my cocktails. Favorites because let me tell you, I loved Harmony Inn too, man. Well, for the same reason. Well, you have uh, the Law Cabin Inn is in between Zillionopal and Harmony, so yeah. uh, good little spot. But not. I think that covered a lot. Uh, I think we need to take a break now, don't we? <laughs> I just love that you're taking this and rolling with it tonight. <laughs> I feel like I just handed the reins over to you. There I'm you done. Go. I'm done. You know, I've set Mrs. Sorg, Missy Sorg to cover like pieces lately while I'm at work. I've sent you to do, take care of the podcast. I'm done. I think I could just sit back and like watch the business run itself at this point. I'm kidding. No, folks. you can't. I'm kidding. I'm giving her that you know, look like, no, I would be lost without you. I'm going to like four blog posts. So no, it's not going to happen. All right. We're going to take a break and hear a, uh, little hello from a friend here at the river's edge here's a little ditty hey this is matt geica the host of your alternative sports talk program on the river's edge it's called geik's got game and it's every friday at 7 a.m i'll give you a peek behind the sports media curtain zoom out for the big picture and always obsess over the details of the games teams and players we love or love to hate that's Geek's Got Game every Friday at seven on the River's Edge. Okay, and we're back. I hope everybody enjoyed that nice little break. So now it's time to talk where to be seen, and we know a lot of these are repeats, but we're gonna tell you anyways in case you missed last week. Um, and just where to check them out really quickly. We would rather you go to their website. Um, but we're gonna talk Wiggle. First of all, Wiggle Whiskey is celebrating their five-year anniversary, and a grand opening of the tap room is this weekend. You so get the to event go is later. Sold out. You, yeah, you get to go later today for the. Uh, I do for the, press re- for the press release. So, tune into our Instagram for some Insta pictures of the new tap room that they're debuting for downtown. However, the event for this weekend is sold out. So you will not be able to go and see it um, until it opens to the public. Uh, the grand opening is is sold out. Um, however, every Friday from now until mid-May, and it has been since the beginning of the month, um, they're doing a special event for their five-year anniversary. So um, check out Wiggle Whiskey for that. Check out our Instagram because we have had that up on it um, on the events that they're doing. Uh, coming up also next week is the opening of Death of a Salesman at Pittsburgh Public Theater. If you have ever wanted to see this story or you've seen it and you love the story, whatever, um, tickets start out at like $30, so you can't beat that. Perfect date night out, um, dinner, and a play. Um, Death of a Salesman, Pittsburgh Public Theater. Check it out. Also... We had a blast at Chips Face Shakespeare. We did. It was a great show. One of show. the best events that we have seen at the Cultural Trust. And I'm talking events-wise because 
Like, the plays that we see are always awesome, like, beautiful and Book of Mormon and stuff like that. But it's very... It, it, I'm enjoying more and more events that they're putting on. Like, the Arts Festival is back to what it should be and, um, you know, all the festivals and stuff. But this multiple choice, man, did they hit the nail on the, it, on the head. Man, oh, man. So the next one is Kaiju Big Battle. Um, which, if you are a fan of MTV2, apparently they had their own TV show a while ago. I vaguely um, remember that. So, it's actually coming to Pittsburgh. Um, we're, we helped build one of the cities that they're going to destroy in it. Um, this is basically, like, costume, um, meets, uh, wrestling. So, it's going to be pretty cool. Um, again, they're going to have food trucks that night. And a party with a brewery sponsor. So, check it out. Get tickets at um, culturaltrust.org. We also have the Entice One fashion show coming up. This is a art fashion show one night. It'll be fashion show, art, um, vendors, food, um, and cocktails all out at Ace Hotel. So, uh, look at our website for more information on that. It is coming up on May 13th. So look to our website for that. I should have something up within the next week or so about that. Um, also on the May 13th is Millville Music Festival. We will be podcasting that day. All over be, Millville. We will be podcasting the first few hours of the event. Um which is going to be huge and awesome for us. We are really excited. We are one of the main sponsors, media sponsors of the event. We are looking forward to it. Um, like 10 locations, hundred, uh, over 100 bands. Like this is a huge event for It is Mobile. a huge event. Huge event for um, Mobile. Huge event for the River's Edge. And it's not just uh, one stage or huge event for like us. four stages. It's 10 stages. So you can pick and choose where you go each one is a bar or brewery or the music station where it is, um, the art gallery where the music station is located will be a stage. Uh, it, there, It's just huge that day. It is. It's huge. Just don't deny that it's huge. Um, also coming up on the 25th, this I want you to check out is called Spork Made. It is a dinner, uh, a pasta dinner made by Spork. So... If you're interested in that, I would check out Facebook for the e event, um, and the tickets for it are $50, um, so you can go and have some pasta and wine, and it's very, very good. I'm going to be there myself. That's next Tuesday, the 25th. Um, yeah, and on the 22nd, what's going on? Vintage Pittsburgh found this at Heinz History Center, which is my favorite uh, museum in the city. Uh, it's a retro style uh, Fifth Avenue, Fifth uh, Annual Vintage Pittsburgh Vendor Fair, presented in partnership with Neighborhood Flea. Uh, the event will feature more than 40 local vendors selling genuine vintage fashion, accessories, housewares, vinyl, home decor, books, artwork, toys, small furniture, and collectibles. Uh, get caffeinated with Zeke's Coffee. Uh, gorge on refreshments from local food trucks. Play classic board games. Tour through Heinz History Center's six floors, uh, including uh, Pittsburgh, a photographic experience to explore how past influences the present. Uh, that is going to be this Saturday on April 22nd at the History Center. Um, 
Let's see here. Admission rates to all museum visitors throughout the day. $10 for general admission. $6 savings off the regular $16 admission price. Uh, $6.50 for students and children ages 6 to 17. Five and under are free. Um, How late is this going on? All day? From 10 to 3. 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. There you go. Definitely cool. Check it out. I may have to go to that. Get you. I may have to adjust my schedule that day because I think that's kind of cool. It is. Um. Oh, the Yankees are coming this weekend. Right. The Yankees are coming. The Yankees are coming. Um. I hate the Yankees. Actually, I don't hate the Yankees' history. I love the Yankees' history. I hate the Steinbrenner era. I'm also a Red Sox fan, if y'all didn't know that about me, uh, as well as a Pirates So get a Buccos game in this weekend. So get a Buccos game in. Here's the thing is, is servers and bartender friends, you're going to make a ton of money this weekend because the Yankees fans travel thick. Do you know how much a ticket is in PNC Park to sit on first base in Section 7, front row? No. Uh, it is $57. Do you know how much a ticket... Front row to sit on first base in Yankee Stadium is $328. So, the New York Yankees fans will travel down to Pittsburgh. They will stay in a hotel room down here for $150 a night for their families and buy tickets, sit front row, and enjoy it and spend way less money than they would to go to a game in their home city. So, they travel thick, they travel heavy. Um, Servers and bartender friends, they tip well. And um, this should be a really good series this weekend coming in. Uh, and then the Pirates are home after that. The Cubs are coming in afterwards. But it's a great weekend, nice weekend. Get out and enjoy some baseball. And then we have some beer news to talk about. Uh, I'm going to try to do this without being angry. Do it without being angry, and I'll start you off. It is Craft Beer Week coming up. It's changed a lot this Bleh. year. It's changed a lot this year. It's not the same as it used to be. Um, there's different events that you can go and find yourself in and around. Uh, okay, to get so into. here I am. Here I go. I am not promoting any craft beer week at all. This is my final stance on this. I will not be promoting them any longer. I will not be going to any events. I will not be um, promoting them at all. This is my official stance. Um... I have heard both sides of it. I have heard what's going on. Um, I am also appalled that they did not answer to why would they ask bloggers and podcasters to be involved um, through their website and through social media and then not invite us all. Um, they claim that the PR company did not follow through, um, but I don't believe that. Um, and if you truly cared about this event and you truly cared about it being Pittsburgh, um, it would house more local events and you would care about the local breweries and their stance on this. And you would also care about that the fact that your biggest followers have been us bloggers and podcasters and... Um, that we reach more people than the 10 people you had in the press event. Because, um, quite frankly, you're hiring a PR firm. The, bre the breweries were charged a lot of money, um, and that's why they did not sign up this year. 
Um, and then the people who did pay for their gold membership and things like that have gotten barely any promotion. And also that PR firm that you gave a lot of money to did not pack the press release. Um, I've seen more press people in a zoo function than that. Uh, no offense to zoo, but you know what I mean? Like it, it, when you have a niche like that, that's so big in the city, why wouldn't you, uh, that room should have been packed. There's Twitter pages and Facebook pages that are dedicated to Pittsburgh craft beer. We're members of those all. Not um, only that, but the blogs, the podcasts. The blogs, the podcasts, everything. The social media influencers. Those are the people should have been in that room. Um, and I've seen more of those people at a function for, like, you know, uh, the culture. Things that aren't just niches. The general journalists get into were more heavily attended than that. I'm going to press release... Next, uh, I mean... You're going to one tomorrow. Tomorrow, that is... I imagine, would be packed for Wiggle. And it's... And I'm telling you that, like... It'll be 50% I wasn't contacted. I, I, Yeah, there will probably be a good chunk of bloggers there. But I'm going to tell you right now that this will be... I will no longer promote them. I'm sorry to say it. Um, I was rubbed the wrong way this morning. And by that answer... And I was also down the rabbit hole um, of what is going on. So I really should have listened to my friends who have been in the industry for a while and their hesitation on me taking on wanting to cover this event. Um, because now for the first time in my history of three years of running this company, I don't want anything to do with an event. And that shocks me. To my core. Um, I hope it changes next year. I hope that they um, consider who their audience is and who really wants to attend. So I'm sorry to say it. But I will now be covering unofficial Craft Beer Week events. Um. And there we go. And we add into... We want to add one of our favorite events every year, which is the... Release of the Pedal Pale Ale that they do the bike ride for from the brewery to a undisclosed location. Right. It could be so from one mile up. to upwards of five miles. Because I'm going to talk about two been. places, and that's East End. So let that's me bring East up End. East End. Yeah, we like Scott um, over at East End. He's a yeah. great guy. Um, let me bring that up because let me tell you, I had another one already pulled up. So they have one, two, they have an event almost every single day. Okay. So here's what I like about East End. And I'll be honest, like, here's what I love. These are, I think, unofficial and I will talk or full schedule. Uh, they made them very small events, but I will tell you right now that all of them um, are either a charity event or they've pulled into full-time, which full-time is an awesome conference. If you are a designer or an independent artist or a um, graphic artist, a writer, anything like that, and you ever wanted to connect with other freelance artists in this city, look at full-time. It is a conference that only goes on during this week. There is events all weekend long with it. 
Um, two events are taking place at East End. Um, but anyways, they are doing a whole entire thing, but it ends, or Saturday the 29th is the Petal Pale Ale K-Gig, K-Gig ride to secret location raising money for cyclist Danny Chu, who he was, the, um, guy who, uh, I'm not peddled. sure. No, he's the one that, um, did the... The hell, hell, hell of hills or something. That bike ride. He's the one that invented that bike ride. Okay, okay. Um, who suffered an accident last year? Uh, who? Um, so the tickets are on the website. Nine thirty a.m. to one p.m. Starting at the Brew Pub. Um, so check out East End Brewing, and then unofficially, um, we have. Piper's Pub, who has been very vocal today. Um, very vocal. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't know who their um, their uh, bartender is who contacted me because their Twitter handle is quite hilarious. But um, I thank you very much for engaging in the conversation with me. Um, and also, I know that Piper's was very. Um, outspoken when it came to why a lot of the places are not listed on the website anymore or are not being part of this. Um, they are having two events. The Big Ass Beer Breakfast is on the 26th. Which is awesome, by the way. And you can't get a seat in Piper's after 9 a.m. Nope, you cannot. So 9 a.m., um, that starts the Big Ass Beer Breakfast. And then they're also doing on the 27th, the Grist House Firkin Takeover. And if you haven't had a beer Firkin style... I never had a beer Firkin yes, style. Yes, you have. You told me you didn't like it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> see, there you go. There we go. I was like, here, try this. Like, oh, uh, no, not for me. Firkin casks are awesome. Um, basically, it is a cask condition served at room temperature. Um, and you pound the... They pound the tap into the one side, and they pound the hole into the top of it to let it flow, and it's cast conditioned, and there's no carbonation and so forth. It's, yeah, okay. It's, it's a great time. So anyways, um, so that's it. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. If you have an event in this city that you would love us to talk about or attend or cover on Instagram, Facebook, Live, anything like that, Please hit us up at boldpittsburgh at gmail.com or anywhere on our website underneath. Contact us, Twitter, DM us, whatever you need to do. Get at me. So at this point, we're going to go ahead and take a break and we're going to come back into He Said, She Said, which is not good for ears younger than 21 and office ears and so forth. So while you listen to another um, thing, uh, another show that's on our network here at the River's Edge. I'm gonna go put him in his soapbox away right now. Yeah, I'm so sorry, folks, by the way. And if you love Craft Beer Week, I apologize to each their own, but you know, I said my piece. If you want more information, too, you can t- contact me. All right, so here's a um, here's another word. They did leech people up until, yeah, like 1910 or so, I think. How do you know that? (laughs) (laughs) He like till 1910 or so. Well, it's for me. I used to get girls till 1910 or so. (laughs) (laughs) I used to have girls give me booty calls till 1910 or so. Hey, Money Banks. Tune into Funny Money at 7 a.m. Thursdays. Did you hear Tom? He said 7 a.m. Tune in. Okay, folks. 
and we're back and it's time for not safe at work and he said she said so headphones on put on mute tell people tell the kids to leave the room and I'm afraid because Steve did this week so I feel like this is about to be woman bashing time no it's so not woman all of my time. feminist friends that I have um, because we all know I'm not really, I'm like semi-feminist. Um, all my feminist friends that I have, I'm so sorry now. But yes, this is what I live with on so, a daily basis. So so topic one, things that men want women to do in the bedroom and things that women want men to do in the bedroom. I love this topic. Oh my God. So I was scrolled through, I, I was searching today and I scrolled through this thing and it was underneath Frisky, the Frisky. The Frisky. Yeah. Wait, first of all, you looked at a website called The Frisky? Well, I typed into Google, what do men and women want in the bedroom? And The Frisky came up. Oh, it was the first thing that didn't send me to like a porn website. Now, that's one <laughs> hell of a blog site named The so, Frisky. So, here, here's what contra- uh, what they say on their lead-in is, contrary to popular belief, guys aren't satisfied with just getting laid. They want it to be good and exciting too. I know, so demanding. But I really aim to please with that in mind. I convince a couple of guys I know to confess what they really wish women did more in the sack. So, number one, tell him what to do. So, okay, on to number two. Number two, let's name all of them. Leave a little hair. What? Number three, channel your inner truck driver. Oh, Jesus. Four, swallow. Five, masturbate. Six, tell him everywhere else Rub to. Rub him. Rub him everywhere else to. Sorry. Uh, seven, be open-minded. And eight, don't hold back. So, we'll start with number one real quick. Tell him what to do. So, basically, as a guy, we're not necessarily mind readers. You're not always the brightest bulb in the box either. Exactly. So you need to give us some direction on which way to go to I, get you off. I feel bad about this statement. As a couple, we should know. But as like a casual first or second, third time maybe, that would help? It is, but I don't want to be a drill sergeant in bed. And I also don't want the guy to all of a sudden be shy in bed. Um, so I wish that they would get a clue when I say, mmm, versus uh, silent. Right. Exactly. So guys be more in tune with what the chick is looking. If she's looking up at the ceiling or watching the television through your armhole, like you're doing something wrong. Right. And like I said, as a couple, you should know where to go. As a first, second, third, or fourth time, some direction is I nice. I would always say that because even in a relationship, I feel like sometimes you don't know what you're doing. I'm sorry. Don't I say ha- that. No, because no. sometimes it's just like, okay, we got 20 minutes. Let's bang this out right now, and then we got to go to bed. And sometimes or I'm go just to work. Like, or... And sometimes I'm just like, hey, I need some rubbing too, or else I'm not going to enjoy this. Right. Like, there are some points where you just lay there and I do all the work, and I'm like, okay, great, now I'm going to get off, and then I'm like, nope. So then we move on to number two. (laughs) You're like, I'm going to leave the conversation right right now. So we're going to go ahead and go on to number two that says, 
leave a little hair. So basically, we all know that, like, you know, the ladies downstairs sh have been shaving completely bald oh, for is that 20 what I years meant? now. I meant, like, do you want me to pull no, your hair? No, 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 And guys... Because I am fully aware of, like, when I pull your hair. Right, yeah, yeah. You are fully aware when you pull my hair. But anyway... <laughs> I wish this was on video right, right? now to show where exactly. my hand is. Yes. <laughs> um, but also we know that in recent years, the guys have been shaving completely bald as well. Now They uh, meant the pubic area. Yes. Now me, personally, I'm not a shaved bald type of guy. I, I mean, I keep the lawn work maintained, but, you know, it's not, you know. I'm very sensitive to this topic there. because I used to have a very maintained I, I, I'm bearing a lot in this conversation right um I feel like I'm overweight and so sometimes it's a little tough to sense what I'm doing um so I constantly feel like I am trimming down there and all of a sudden I sneeze and have like a mohawk that I don't mean to have um or like the uh like it looks like uh so like Curly from the Three Stooges, like so. I mean, <laughs> bald in the middle and on the side, you know. Ladies, <laughs> shave the right places. Leave a landing strip so we know where we're going. You know, little triangles, something to go on. I get it being bald though. There is something about guys enjoying a bald woman. Correct, but also, you know, a five o'clock shadow doesn't feel good on a woman's face. A five o'clock shadow doesn't always feel good on a guy's face either. Oh, I got confused there for a second. I'm like, why does a woman have a five o'clock shadow? Yeah. That's a different discussion yeah, yeah, where yeah, they're yeah. not waxing exactly. or shaving. Exactly. And we all know what happens when you're Italian and you get to like 40s. Correct. So, and then we have the channel your inner truck driver, which basically is talking dirty in bed. Okay. Um, so wait a minute. Now wait a minute. I love this because do you like it when I talk dirty? I do. Okay. See, I talk dirty. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're, yeah, oh, yeah. Right. And I'm like, dirty words, like, it's such a big clock. Like, yeah, I've, I've always been that way, though. Like, oh, it's just so, but it's something about, like, I think what it is when it comes to women saying it, and women, if you are a woman and you watch porn, you know why you say it. Because the chicks in porn say it. Right. And guys and watch porn. guys watch porn and guys love porn. So therefore, if you want to see enjoyment on your man's face, you'll open your mouth. Amanda uses the MacBook Pro to basically do work and run businesses and everything else like that. I use the MacBook Pro to watch porn. But anyway, so we'll move on to... And that's why a genius could never work on my computer because they'd open my browser history and wonder what the fuck is wrong with me. I try to clear it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, number four is swallow. And let me just use this little quote of this: "Is I would explain, uh, I would explain this in further detail, but my mouth is now full." And I will say this: that this goes both ways. It does Gentlemen, go both ways. You better swallow too. Like, I understand that, and and I will say this from a scientific point of view: what goes in your upper mouth comes out your lower half. So I'm telling you this because, men, if you do nothing but smoke, drink beer, and eat red meat, your spunk tastes like shit. 
and we'll move on from that. And ladies, <laughs> ladies the same, same way. way. So I'm telling you right now, if you want your woman to swallow more or do whatever, eat healthier. And we're not talking vegetables. I'm talking you want a strawberries. You want sweets. You want candy. You want something sweet. It will make you taste better. But the same goes for ladies. You want your gentleman not to be down there and let that just dribble everywhere on the like bed? Eat properly. Drink plenty of water. Um, so that's a that's a two way street there. It, it is definitely and I will a tell you that your nutrition and how you handle yourself is and it ties back into, you know, shaving, cleanliness, maintaining, all that. So number five comes into the masturbation portion of it. To where I look at it as, you know what, you get out of the shower, you have a good time, ladies go upstairs and then your guys sitting down here watching the game, send them a text message at intermission and be like Hey, come upstairs real quick and check this out. And you walk upstairs and she's laying in bed fully naked and just enjoying herself. Is that a fantasy? Maybe. Um, Damn, I never <laughs> tried that. Would that get me some more? Probably. Damn. Um, All right, I need to remember that from now. Uh, but also, I, I've also known and heard of ladies that enjoy to watch their, their gentlemen um, touch themselves around as well. This is a touchy subject for me because I... Because you feel that if you're doing on your own, you're not doing your job. Correct? No. No. I will tell you that I understand that men on a Tuesday afternoon when your lady's at work, you feel the urge to watch porn and rub one out. Totally understandable. I also understand that ladies, it is time to stop pussyfooting around this it is okay to masturbate i feel like in the last five to ten years it has come out okay for ladies to admit that they do it i it used to be a taboo thing it used to be like nobody talked about it if ladies did it uh uh-uh it was bad like ladies should not be doing that um but i feel like lately in the last five to ten years, it is time for women to say yes. And especially if you're over your 30s, it is perfectly time for you to say yes, I do. Because it's not about not getting pleasure from your man. It's about heightening the pleasure you do have with your man or woman or whatever you make, whatever your sexual preference is. I shouldn't say that. But... I get the whole fascination of men watching women do it and women watching men do it. Um, For women, men, we like to watch men because I will tell you right now that there is something about a man, a man, a, a, a male arousal that is kind of interesting. Whether it be that you watch them. Plus, it's a learning experience. It, it, that's honestly what it is. It is a learning experience to watch somebody watch touch themselves. If you watch a man or a woman touch themselves, you learn how their body reacts to that. And I'm, I've, I've once heard it. It was so funny. When I first started to learn about things like um, uh, female and female orgasms and sex like that, um, 
uh, one of the comedians or one of the shows I was watching, it was probably like a real sex on HBO or whatever, had said, only a woman can get a woman off the way she wants to get off. So honestly, like, who knows what better way of what feels good than yourself? Exactly. And you know what? There's no shame that while you're having sex... Oh, we're going to pause here for a second. While you're having sex is to touch yourself during sex. So hold on one second. Okay, so... And there's something to be said about touching yourself while you're having sex. So just remember that. Guys, if you see her touching herself, it's just because she needs a little extra oomph or she's acting porn pornographically. There you go. Because porn stars touch themselves during sex, so all the why time. can't you? So number all the time. You're like, all the time. <laughs> number six is rub him everywhere else, too. And this comes, this is a both sides of the street comment here. Because, you know, it says, this portion here says, guys would seriously love the occasional back rub, foot rub, or massage. And also in your, uh, uh, also in the erogenous zones, but don't neglect the other parts of the body as well. That is a both sides of the street deal to where, yes, um, I, I like getting a back rub. I like getting my legs rubbed, my calves rubbed, my feet rubbed. But also, how many times do you come home from work and sit down on the couch and just put your feet up on me and dangle your feet and move them side to side and be like, can you, can, and give me the puppy dog look and be like, can you rub them? And yes, I do rub your feet. Yes, I do rub your legs. I do rub your back. We both sleep naked because that's what we like to do. And yes, parts of your body get rubbed wow, during. Wow, you just totally exposed that. There you yes, go. I sleep naked. <laughs> yeah, we do. Who doesn't? I hope nobody ever breaks into my house because they'll probably go running in the other direction once they see my hippopotamus ass coming <laughs> come, like after them. With a baseball bat. <laughs> With a baseball bat. <laughs> butt-ass naked <laughs> so go ahead break into my mount lebanon home i'll fucking fuck you up with my hippopotamus ass anyways <laughs> um anyways um that's a both sides of the street it is it is but it can lead somewhere and i i like the fact that he brought up erogenous zones because um women get very afraid of men's undercarriages Yes. Um, which they shouldn't be. If anybody's ever taken a, a scene, there used to be these videos on HBO and on some other other channels about um, how to please your man. And a few of them taught about um, oral sex and how you should treat a man's nether region completely. That it's not just cock it's other part two your sports needs to shut the fuck sorry. up tonight um <laughs> if you just heard that on air i'm sorry it was a little espn like alert like his phone needs to shut the fuck up um but it's the same for women too do not neglect all the areas and do not I admit, like, back rubs, feet rub, they all lead to the same spot. But if you ever want to put the first moves on your women, like, start with a back rub. Straight up. Number seven. Number seven is be open-minded. Um, humor us when you want to try something 
you you think is different or weird uh, said what said uh, one person in this article uh, don't immediately say no or dismiss it uh, we're boys we're curious chances are we'll try it once and lose interest anyway um, uh, that's not to say you shouldn't give up on anal if you absolutely hate it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's where this went. But it also says uh, playing with handcuffs or role-playing, for example, don't automatically dismiss the idea of it from being pervy. So that basically comes down to is kink is good. Um, also, well, okay. No, whoa, whoa, right, whoa, whoa, but, whoa. But know kink your li- is not for everybody. It's not for everybody, but know your limits with your partner. Discuss these beforehand. You don't okay. just... <laughs> go into the bedroom and be like, honestly, like I'm gonna tie after, you up with a belt and beat you. Like after Fifty Shades of Grey came out, like literally every single bedroom couple was like, I want to try this shit, and then they were like, Nope, or they were like, Yay, a new thing, and then like some people beat it to death, and some people were like, Okay, every once in a while with it, um, uh, you know it it. Yes, be open-minded, but it also goes to being comfortable with your partner and talking about it. Definitely. Talk with your partner. If you are going to have kink, you need to have a talk first. There needs to be things like safe words. There needs to be things like boundaries. There needs to be... It's the same discussion with anal. It just doesn't wake up and go, hi, we're going to try this. It It's not like that. There needs to be a discussion about that. And guys, really, we all know there's no oops. Like, <laughs> you didn't oops. You knew what you were doing. Come on. <laughs> there is clearly a difference um, in feeling. So don't do that. Um, yeah, don't do the oopsie factor. I'm not in the mood to hear it. What's number eight? I number feel like eight. we haven't gotten on the topic two yet. Oh, my God. Yeah, number eight is uh, don't hold back. Uh, with the exception of being on top, most standard sexual positions put the dude in the driver's seat. Uh, it's there, uh, doing all the thrusting, but this, uh, is not any excuse for just laying there. If you want to be on top, get on top. Uh, if you want it to be more rough, get rough with us. We don't mind doing the work, but we don't want to be the only ones who put in the effort. Um, so basically, I don't, that one's a hard one. It's like, you know... That goes back, I guess, to almost number one of like saying what you want, how mm-hmm. how, how you want it. So it basically comes. There have full been points circle. where I've looked at you and been like, "I want to go on top," and then you like it didn't happen. But at least there it was to the point where I was like, "No, I want control for a little bit." But right, this was a very great article. It brought up many points. So basically, talk with your partner. Explore new things. Explore new things. Have fun. Enjoy doing it. And then, you know... You made me expose a lot here. My goodness, now an entire audience of two people know I sleep naked. Would you like a sip of bourbon? No. Okay. I want to go to sleep. So, uh, topic number two. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're not into number two yet. (laughs) We're over our time limit here, Jeeves. Brian's over his time limit all the time. It's all right. We'll text him. Brian, we're over time limit. Anyway, uh, number topic number two is jokes in mixed company. Select friends or all friends. Okay, yeah. So let's get this straight right now. I have a lot of feminist independent friends. He basically does not shut his mouth in front of them. They all hate him. Plain and simple. 
So if you want to win over her friends, mind your fucking P's and Q's and keep your mouth shut. Unless they're the type that likes to drink, smoke, eat, burp, whatever, then you're okay to open your mouth. Um, there have been a few occasions where he did not censor what came out and my girlfriends looked at me like an hour later and go why the fuck are you putting up with him why the fuck are you even with him blah blah and needless to say some of those people are not my friend anymore um for other reasons but needless to say that I've also said yeah I don't know what he was doing um I'll denozo him late I'll give slap him later and he'll be fine and you know this part about um, being in a relationship is like you know what some of your friends that's why they're your friends and you go out with them and mm -hmm. I'm not around and I'm okay with this. It's like, you go out with your friends, that's cool. I'm going to stay at home and watch a ball game and, you know, have a couple beers and eat some peanuts. And when you get home, we'll have some fun. But Oh, yeah, because I'll be drunk as fuck. <laughs> right? And it goes back into the first topic. But anyway, uh, so, we, I mean, but so, but we have the group of friends that, I have that you've been introduced to that have been around now. Yeah, for the last now few years. I'm I'm best friends with the wives. Yeah, yeah. So so like the wives, like hang the wives out, and I talk. The, more the than wives you and you talk, and, and and the husbands and boyfriends. We all hang out and talk, and we all hang out together. Yeah, but the funny thing is, I talk to the wives more than you talk to the guys. Right, because we're guys. We don't really talk. We're like, hey, we're getting a cookout. You want to come over? Sure. Hey, we're getting a cookout. You want to come? Over? Oh, hey, it's a football game. You want to come over? Yeah, that's how guys are. Yeah, but, but me and them, they they call it like, what the fuck? Right, but this but this group of friends that we hang out with is like kind of like a no holds barred. Like, um, they all have kids, and their kids are what, what's the oldest one? Eight, nine. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, of course my son's way older, but he doesn't come and hang out. So, um, but you know, the kids go off and play and do that. And, and we sit around and, and we just belittle each other and run our mouths all day long. And it, it doesn't matter if you're male, female, white, black, it doesn't matter. You're, you're getting some shit run at you. And, you know, and that's a group of people that we know we can be around and be like, you know, when my one friend's wife would get up and say, hey, I'm going to the bathroom, I'll be right back, don't let so-and-so take my beer, and be like, well, he's going to take your beer, and while you're after out of the bathroom, bring us six more over here, you wench. Like, I mean, that's a group that you can hang out with, and, and that's a particular group. The feminist side of me, by the way, takes about a limit of four hours with this group before I leave. You are on a limited chain. You you, you are four to f four to six hours is your max. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm out of here. Like right. I've had too much. So, but then you have, uh, but then you have the jokes that like that go with that group. But then you hang out with another group of people, or you're with friends, and then their friends show up, and then you you have things going on like you know you can't look at your one friend and be like you asshole, go get me a fucking beer when his work friends are there because his work friends are gonna be like are you gonna let your buddy talk to you like that and yeah. how's that go over um so yeah it, it you have to have your jokes with your groups and you have to have your jokes that are fun and i'm sure you've been in an email thread at some point in time in your life of the email thread jokes that go around and go around and go around uh, 
but yet end up at the wrong person at their desk and goes to HR afterwards. Because <laughs> we've all heard those stories. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. A lot of people, there, there's been jokes constantly about, like, you know, something said somebody and then it was like, oh, wait, it was taken the wrong way and then there's an HR conversation or whatever. We've all had those. I'm more thinking about the fact that, like, don't say something that's ignorant until you know who you're in front of. Correct. Trust me, I've been that asshole at a party that have ran oh, my yeah. mouth. Uh, and they still make jokes about it to this day. Uh, <laughs> and whatnot. And it's that group of friends that we all bust each other's balls. But I, I went a little too far one time, you know? Because um, there was other people around that I didn't really know. Uh, now we're all cool. It's awesome. But uh, just remember who you're around and when you can run your mouth around and have that trucker mouth and so forth. Um Something so, I touched, they had glitter all over it. I'm Amanda's just kind of fascinated by this. I just have, I just looked down at my chest, and I have glitter everywhere. Amanda's got glitter on her happened. chest. Did you really go to work today, or did you go to the tennis? Oh, my God. Jesus. Uh, but on our last note, before we get out of here this week, I just want to, um, every uh, show on the River's Edge Network has um, made comments to... Uh, and about uh, the passing of Dan Rooney. Um, oh, God, you're going to get all sentimental. So, uh, you I, just got done talking about fucking people in the ass, <laughs> and you're, like, going to get all sentimental. But, no, I just want to... Uh, we just I, talked about BDSM, and then you're going to get all right? sentimental. Well, I'm not sentimental. Oh God, right now. Um, you know what? Dan Rooney was a great guy. Uh, he brought a lot to the city. He was a great Pittsburgher. He was a great ambassador. Um, I personally had the opportunity to be his server, uh, at a few restaurants around the city. Uh, my, uh, my view on him was he always asked me, how was I doing? How was my day? How's your family? Like, that's just how he was. Um. I didn't go. I could have went to the wake yesterday at Heinz Field. I was down that area, but I looked at the line and I was like, ah, "Son of a bitch, I really should go." But I got so much other things to do. Um, I should have made time. Um, we watched the funeral today on on TV. Um, great guy. Uh, he'll be missed. Um, the Steelers will move on and prosper and so forth. I'm not sure if Amanda's ever had a chance to meet him. I think you did once at one event we went one. to. Yeah. Um, that you got to meet Dan Rooney. Uh-huh. Uh, and the missus. And and the missus. Um, great person. Great guy. Uh, you will be missed. Um, sad that you're gone. Glad you had a great life while you were doing it. Um, 84 years is nothing to shake a stick at. Nope. And condolences to his family. And while we're on that note, too... Condolences to the Hillman family, too. Yes. We also lost um, Mr. Hillman, who is a great philanthropist of the city, um, who gave effortlessly to a lot of charities and um, a lot of foundations. Uh, we know a few people whose businesses and nonprofits wouldn't have even been uh, started if it wasn't for him. Correct. And his... Um, gifts of 
you know, philanthropy and things like that. Um, so on that very sad note, we will end today. Um, we thank you for tuning in. Uh, always we hope you stay, listen to us more. Um, always stay tuned for right afterwards to uh, find out where you can hear us. Um, and we're added now to the Sorgatron Media outlet. So if you follow Sorgatron Media, you will now hear Bold Nights Out on their website. Um, and on Stitcher and iTunes and all the other places that you can listen to podcasts, we are now on. And if you would like to become a sponsor of this show, check out our Patreon for special levels, just where you can get high fives mentioned on the air, uh, spot on our website, things like that. So um, stay tuned afterwards for the ending credits for that type of information. And we will see you next week. Yes, we will. So we bid you a uh, good night, a good week, and... Um, we bid you adieu, dear sir. Yes, and a great patio season. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in to us. Check us out at Bold PGH on Twitter, Bold Pittsburgh on Facebook and Instagram, and always at boldpgh.com. Listen to us always at theriversedgepgh.com or every Wednesday at 9 a.m. at the Rivers Edge radio station. Have a great weekend. Thank you.